Hey everybody, I hope your week's been going well. This is Tash. And this is Trav. And we are the life life coaches coaches you never knew you needed. Ooh, that was a good one this week. That was a good one. I felt it. We have finally made it. Third time's a charm. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Well, this week, I am super, super, super excited about the topic we're going to touch on because we're touching on passive income streams. Yes, money, 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 Trav. Well said. Make that (laughs) money. Well, firstly, it may be worth us defining what is a passive income stream? Why is it even important? Well, for listeners who may not dabble in passive income streams or efforts, passive income is where you have an asset or a tool or an ability to have money be made without any effort put in. It's awesome. It's the best wealth creation tip because it means you're making money while you sleep. No time, no energy required. Oh, okay. I cannot, I can't wait to discuss this either, Tash. I think it's a really important topic. And I think passive income streams are usually things that people only think about in their latter 20s, early 30s, Mm -hmm. I'd say. I really wish I'd started thinking about these things in my early 20s. I would be farther ahead halfway to retirement <laughs> well, yeah I'd be yeah thank you I'd be halfway to retirement not even just further ahead yeah. and I think that there's so much that we have to say on this mm-hmm. today yeah a lot of mistakes that you and I have both mm-hmm. made already in this journey since we've been working on these yeah. and then we can also towards the end spout off some different passive incomes I- mm-hmm. ideas that all of you guys can try Exactly. That's what we're here. That's what we're all about. So, Tash, when did you first start learning about passive income? Do you remember? Oh, do I remember. So I read a book and this book is famous for being kind of the one, you know, asset that you can have and equip yourself with and learn from that will teach you about passive income streams. A lot of you are probably thinking what I'm thinking. It is Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. In that book, the whole idea and notion of a passive income stream was explained and it changed my entire mindset because all through high school, all through university, even from a cultural background, my parents are Asian in descent, it's always been a case of you have to work to make money. That is the way you put in the hard time, Mm. you put in the hard yards and off you go. And there's nothing wrong with that, mind you. It's still a very valid thing to do. It's just the case that I had never exposed me or opened my mind into thinking there were other means and channels that could also facilitate and add to my passive income without the additional effort. You were alluding to the quote from Warren Buffett before where you mentioned, if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you'll work until you die. And he's who initially said that. I I think that's so true when you think about it that way you look at your current career and it is a trade of time for money Mm -hmm. unless you are the owner Mm -hmm. of that certain establishment. And that's kind of what started Mm -hmm. me into thinking 
you know, even around the fact that I am trading time for money in my career and around how one day when I leave my career, what will I have? What will I have to show for it other than my nine to five paycheck? And the mm-hmm. answer is nothing. You know, you put your blood, sweat and tears into something in mm-hmm. your career, um, anything that is a trade of time for money. And at the end of the day, you walk away from something and you're not necessarily that much more of an owner in it. You don't have equity in it or stake in that. And I mm-hmm. think that's why, you know, I think of passive incomes as side hustles and, you know, to really get something that mm-hmm. is going to be yours long after whatever career it is that you've chosen to endeavor upon. So, Tash, what was the first passive income that you dabbled in? Okay. We're going that far back. So, I mean, the notion of passive income for me was something I walked on to <laughs> relatively early. In fact, it was something I was mm-hmm. driven towards even before I started my first corporate career. That being said, you know, sometimes you take risks and they don't always work. And for me, the most obvious way of trying to drive a passive income was looking at the stock market and investments because unlike real estate, the stock market takes a very small amount of capital to get into the game. And nowadays there's even things like CFD that allow you to leverage. So even if you have a small amount of capital, you can play with a bigger pot of money. By the way, I do not endorse CFDs. I also don't trade with CFDs. And by all means, this is just what we do anecdotally. So this is not sound financial advice for any listeners who are taking this (laughs) to heart. But um, yes, please do not sue us. We've worked hard for our monies. (laughs) Um, But basically, I dabbled in the stock market and I saved up a couple thousand and put it in and invested into high dividend stock. And the reason I invested into high dividend stock is the passive income I was after was something that would be iterative, something that was sustainable so that, you know, once every year, once every quarter, I would have a little paycheck come into my bank account without having to lift a finger because I'd made a decision on which stocks I wanted to back. So dividend centric stock investments is one way you can look at passive income and start to grow your portfolio. Outside of that, couple years later, and mind you, those stocks from a capital growth standpoint didn't fare quite as well for me. So it all balanced out in the end. Sad but true story. Um, Beyond that, you know, in my later years of life, I eventually saved up enough money to invest in real estate. Real estate's another phenomenal form of trying to get a bit of a passive income through the door. That being said, it comes with its own risks, like any other type of investment or path that you might pursue in this endeavor. And with real estate, I ended up getting the place that I now live in, but at first used as an, as an investment property. And it's a place in Bondi, a two-bedder, and I rented it out. And essentially, the money that I was able to obtain from renting it out on a week-to-week basis managed to cover the mortgage repayments and then some. Just the experiences that you and I have had so far with passive income streams are so different. And even going back to, you know, I didn't know anything about stocks until about a year ago. My first go at passive income was starting a side hustle. So jewelry brand, which ironically (laughs) has been the, what's the word for opposite of passive income? (laughs) 
a money pit. But you know, you live and learn and that's where I didn't even start with a huge investment into that company. And it does take a long time for companies in certain circumstances to give back or to start at least paying for their own expenses and paying for themselves in whole, in full. It's doing a lot better than it did at the start, of course, but you know, those take a lot more time as Tash and I have touched on in prior episodes. So I still do have that up and running. Um, But then outside of that as well, over the last few years, I had a car slash bought a car and that was my first real large asset. So I'm not at the stage of my life where I'm able to buy a property, but I was able to buy a car. And so in doing that, I've now signed up my car to a rental car service. It's called Car Next Door. So this is in Australia specifically, but you might want to, depending on where you are, definitely look it up. There's probably a similar program where you can rent out your car on days you're not using it. You can block out the days that you don't want it to be uh, available. It's similar to Airbnb, but for your car. And I put that up and I made, on my very first rental, I made $116. So then the car was gone for about two days. I know, woo! And I have another booking coming this weekend. And I make a joke that, you know, I worked, I put so much hard work and effort into my side hustle and minimal effort into my car and my car has already made more profit. (laughs) But you live and learn. And I think that's the thing I'd say too about passive income is that, you know, you might have this idea of dabbling into X, Y, or Z, whatever it may be. As soon as you start seeing that, being more of a hindrance than something that's accentuating your finances. You need to take a hard look at that and say, you know, do I need to pivot? Is this something I should continue? And that's something I'm doing all the time, reevaluating what sort of investments I want into my side hustle. Um, always looking at different creative ways that I can spin that business so that it is not a money pit. And that's something that, you know, I've been working on actively and that I'll be looking at in this next financial year. I mean, it's fascinating that you say this. Because an observation that I've had in testing and trying and pursuing the passive income streams and and learning from them is very much so that oftentimes where you put the most effort is not where you make the best return. And if I look at from a trending standpoint, what tends to perform better, it's usually shared services. You can share things like a space. For example, not only can you rent out your house on platforms like Airbnb and similar, you can now use everything in your repertoire. So if a house is not in your reach, even if you have a garage, you can actually rent it out for someone to use and leverage as a storage Mm -hmm. space in your neighborhood. So tech has really proliferated what you can do when it comes to pursuing a passive income stream. Likewise, you've done a car. All of those I would consider to be shared services and it's actually quite compelling. I'm talking about it now and racking my brain wondering why the hell I haven't done more of it. Um, I do think though it does take a certain level of comfort with you doing so, especially when considering health, safety, Mm -hmm. hygiene from a practicality standpoint, given the times being in the midst of the COVID-19 recovery. So I was having this chat with my fiance, Ryan, and we were looking at how on earth do we become multimillionaires by the time we hit 50? 
And the brilliant part about doing that, and I highly recommend it, is you work backwards. You have to know where you want to end up and how much money you want to allow yourself Mm -hmm. to spend Mm -hmm. and live on at the end of your life and, you know, take into account your life expectancy as well. So how many years that's going to comprise Mm -hmm. of when you stop working, which is probably your main income, and then go, okay, well, if I want X amount per year then work backwards and go, how much do I need to make by the time I retire? What do I need to have in the bank? And then go, okay, that's the amount I'm looking to kind of equate to. What am I going to put bets on to get me there? And the stock market's definitely one of them. Real estate's another really good one, but it takes a lot of capital. It's probably... Um, I mean, one example of a rule of thumb I've heard in real estate is it tends to double in value every 10 years. So tends to be typically true unless you're quite unlucky or haven't done your proper inspections when it comes to choosing the property that you want to look at. But um, that's another really good way that's Mm -hmm. old, tested and tried that can be done. That being said, there's also new things like cryptocurrency. Mm. I would say one thing before we get into cryptocurrency as well is that, especially when it comes to the stock market, cryptocurrency, anything that you have to put money into versus where it's the shared service economy, as you mentioned, you already have that asset and you're getting now money back in exchange for utilization of that asset. Whereas then when it comes to stocks and cryptocurrency, you're putting money into it and it's in going into, let's call it an abyss, a financial abyss that, you know, you have to be prepared to lose. And that's why I say with, when it comes to those sorts of passive income strategies, yeah. don't put anything into those markets that you're not prepared to lose. If you put all of your life savings in something that is especially something as volatile as cryptocurrency, you are risking a lot. And not only are you risking mm-hmm. your money, you're risking your mental health. So I want to just have a disclaimer on that. I've invested so far about $10,000 into stocks and cryptocurrencies. And to be honest, right now, mm-hmm. I am $1,700 in the red of my initial investments. And I think another thing yeah. around investing is don't put money into something that you want to take out in a month or two months. It needs to be a longer term investment. And you're banking on the fact that this asset that you've heavily researched, hopefully should have done some research on it before you put your money in it, is going to long term mm-hmm. yield a reward for you. But, you know, nothing goes straight up forever. Nothing mm-hmm. just goes to the moon forever. I know that's <laughs> Elon Musk's thing, to the moon, Dogecoin to the moon. <laughs> but the reality what? is no yeah. stock, business, yeah. whatever it is in life, nothing just goes straight up. And so that's where you need to understand going into it. It is going to be volatile to degree. Um, if not even volatile, then just kind of slightly up, slightly down. And you always want to be in a position where you get to take the money out of this stock or investment when you've chosen to do so, not because you've run out of money elsewhere, because if you do that, you could get to the point where you actually have to pull money out of your investment when it's in the red. And you don't want to set yourself up for that sort of failure. From a key takeaway standpoint, that really brings me to a couple things top of mind that I'm really keen to share now, which is, you know, 
never put any sort of passive income pursuit over your peace of mind and your mental health. I think that's number one, and it's a good call out and point you may drive. It's just not worth it if you're gonna constantly be looking at your phone or constantly worrying about your car or constantly being anxious about who's in your house. Just don't do it, might not be for you. There's other avenues, there's other means of pursuing passive income. That being said, it's a very worthwhile practice to incorporate at an early age. The earlier you do so, the more time you have to recover should things go left of field. And the other call out I'll make is diversify. Test and try, see what works in your market, see what works in your kind of region. We, as you've mentioned, have kind of called out shared services seem to be doing really well for us. We'd be keen to hear your tips and what you think has done exceptionally well. Um, but diversify, hedge your bets, You know, treat passive income as you would a roulette table. Don't just bet on red or black, tend to cover the numbers with a couple different little coins and hopefully you'll get somewhere at the end of it. You guys it. better listen but to again, that tip because this is coming from a roulette expert who front. wins more money in roulette than I've ever seen. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Don't listen Star to Star City Casino. Don't ban me. Yeah, I, I can't, can't really agree with that anymore. And yeah, I want to say too, when it does come to stock investments, you can also just invest a little bit over time. But you know, you mentioned as well diversifying, whether on whatever passive income stream it may be. When it does come to stocks, as mm-hmm. you all know, you can either buy one. So say I wanted to buy hundred dollars in Apple. So that's something where I'm investing hundred dollars directly into that company. Or you can buy into things called ETFs, where there's a variety of different stocks within one portfolio. So you can buy into portfolios of stocks as well, where you're not just banking all on one. And those tend to be a little bit more stable than just one individual company Mm -hmm. alone. But again, I think whatever it is you choose to do, you need to do your full research to figure out what sort of passive income stream is right for you. It's not one size fit all. As you've heard Tash and I just speak about, we've had varying different passive income stream strategies that are different to one another's. We have some shared experiences, but you know, it's all, as you mentioned before, Tash trial and error. Love it. Well, let us know how you go, listeners. That's it from us today. Tune in next week. See you then.